So, Neo. Yeah. What do you think about Trump? Interestingly enough, I would say I don't know too much, but I don't really have I, I don't have enough. I would say I don't know enough to have an opinion that I would feel comfortable considering fact in any way, shape, or form, because there's a lot of misinformation about him. There's a lot of you know different sides. Well, I'm talking about just a simple fact that the way he. The way he leads people, and how it causes so much dis- disruption. Well, because he he is he definitely has a tendency to. In fact, one of the main ways that he something he does pretty much every time he speaks, is to appeal to a particular part of the American spirit, to, of the average American, in such a way that definitely incites a reactive. Um, yeah, but is that good? Is that good for the country's mental health? Though I mean, you have people basically going crazy at everything that he does. Yeah, technically no, it's not actually good because part of yeah. the thing. Now here's the: he may be right, he may or may not be right, he may or may not be causing good. Uh, he he might be with uh, you know to the he, ultimately there might be. There's uh, some good. good. He's he done some good. Yeah. But but the but what I'm saying is that. If, uh, Particularly if, before uh, the pandemic happened, he 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 did a decent job of getting the community. I mean, getting the uh, getting the country back on track as far as our financial status and, and our strength and respect. Um, but we're we're talking about even even then his you know the way he carried himself, the things that he said that caused people to. Uh, to be upset because they call it Trump derangement syndrome. I mean, you know, you know that's a, a crazy thing when they have a whole medical syndrome, a whole mental disease named after you. Yeah. You know, that's... Well, and I think part of the problem with related to that is that, I mean, everybody is in a reactive state right now. Someone once said, um, the mark of an average... No, the mark of an educated mind is that you can... is one that can entertain a thought but not accept it and I think that's kind of one thing that you universally are seeing lacking in America people hear something on the news or pick whatever source they hear something and it incites it it you know makes yeah. it rise makes a rise out of those justice energies I agree and and Trump is good at that he's good at tapping into that now the question is, is that good for mental health and that's kind of like the topic that we want to focus on today is leadership and how it affects mental health. Uh, uh, I'm your host, Mr. Lawrence McGaffey. What? Oh, this is Neo, and I'm Neo. We sitting here talking about Trump now. Everybody has something to say about Trump. Everybody feels a certain way about Trump. It really don't matter whether you like him or not. The question on the table is: Is his leadership good for? The country's mental health is his leadership style good for his followers' mental health, and I have to say that it's not. On his followers' side, they they're ramped up and angry and upset, and on the other side, the opposite side, they're equally upset and ramped up. And there's just so much division. I don't think 
that a country that was built on uh, out of many one, I don't think that we should be uh, this divided, you know, and we are. How do you feel about that, man? Well, I think there's... Here's an important question is... What is... Or I should say, what is more important? Getting people fired up about... the For, for the right cause? Or getting people to... Or just simply teaching people the truth? Or how to... Or showing them the truth or having them seek it for themselves? And I think the answer is the second, is the latter. Because... When you're getting people fired, it, well, you, one might say, okay, we're getting people fired up for the right cause. That's good. We need that right now. Not, you know, the silent majority, not enough people are protecting, you know, being outspoken or whatever to protect our freedom. But what happens is, is that first of all, you are putting the decision about what is right in the hands of Trump. And uh, regardless of whether or not you, you know, think Trump is good or bad or whatever, he, you know, he is... Um, he's human, just like all of us, hmm. and and he and when he gets people fired up, you know, okay, well he gets the right fired up, and so they're fired up, and then that's gonna, and of course that the left gets fired up, right? And like you said, when you have when you have two sides fired up against each other, yeah. that's breed, that's grounds for civil war. A house divided against itself whether it cannot be, stand. Whether it be left or right, black or white, you know, Republican, Democrat. Yeah. Uh, when you and that's part of what has been happening in the last hundred years is they've been dividing and dividing and dividing and dividing, and so now everybody's so divided that if there was a civil war, your neighbor, your father, your son would be the enemy. Hmm. Yeah, I agree, man. So I agree. While there is there is a good thing about being fired up, and it's important to be to an extent. It's important yeah, to be fired up about the right thing. About the right thing. If you're not, then you end up being a fanatic or a lunatic, and then you end up doing stupid stuff. Or if you're being fired up as a conditioned response, especially as, uh, in in the context of stress, that's a whole other can of worms. But um, when it com- but but if you're getting fired up just because you're being told to be fired up, well, that's not good either. Then you're just manipulatable. Hmm. You're extreme. You're you're a controlled sheep. When you were like, when you know. Did you hear what he said about uh, about Colin Kaepernick, Trump? No. You know how he feels. He feels that uh, Colin dis- disrespected the uh, national anthem by mm. kneeling. You know, and that everybody. He still feels that way to this day. That everybody should be, uh, you know, standing and respecting, and that his kneeling was a disrespect mm. <clears throat> against the United States and the military and on and on. Because during that time, you know, during the salute, it's supposed to be the respect and honor of the military and our heritage. And to Neil, he feels like that's a slight. He kneeled because of police brutality, right? Yeah. Or was it specifically police brutality against black people? Against black people. Hmm. Isn't it kind of ironic that he would kneel? Trump don't like it, but then... On Trump's watch, George Floyd is killed by a cop kneeling on his neck for eight minutes. Isn't that kind of ironic? Yeah, but I do I mean, think- I, mean I, ha- I have to admit, the way Trump felt 
I kind of feel the same way because I'm military too, you know, a veteran, mm-hmm. former military, army, whore. So I kind of, I kind of understood the angle that Trump was trying to come from, but uh, I don't think that Trump understood the angle that Kaepernick was coming from, and I think that's where people have a problem. They feel like, you know, Trump doesn't necessarily look at the other people's side; he only looks at his side. Mm-hmm. And now you have a situation where riots are breaking out, and you know, had we been listening to Kaepernick in the first place. Maybe we could have addressed this uh, in a different manner, and we wouldn't have had all these riots. Right. You know, but we we everybody mocked him, including me. I was like, man, that's not the place for that. And now you have pretty much hit what he, his movement being vindicated. You know, we should have been focused on this and you know talking about this way back then. I mean, kneeling during the national anthem is is the least. That's peaceful protesting. You know. And, you know, I think a lot more people should have been uh, at least understanding. You know, you don't have to kneel if you don't want to, but at least sympathetic to what cause and attention he was trying to bring. And, you know, I think if the NFL would have just, you know, put a little money to the side or a little group to the side and focused a little attention on the issue uh, that he was talking about, I think uh, it wouldn't have been as bad. I think they would have been in a good position to uh, lead the charge when when and if something like George Floyd happened. Mm. You know? But the fact that, uh, you know, he kneeled, everybody mocked, and then, you know, George Floyd is killed by the same kneeling, and everybody now is riding, it's like, does it take a man being killed for change to happen? That seems to be the precedent. I mean, I guess But so. of course, there, the, and then you can talk about how each... Each of these precedents are purposefully achieved by exploiting through problem, exploiting the American people through problem, reaction, solution. Well, we, I mean, we 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 talking just about police brutality. Mm. So, what was the question? Well, isn't that ironic? Isn't that ironic? That, um, that Kaepernick knelt, and then. George Floyd situation happened. Yeah, that's very that's that's ironic. There, there's a lot of people that uh I hear uh talking about whether or not it was a good idea and that Why, why there's so much focus on uh, just black people? You know, this post always on my social media. I see people. Uh, well, there's a, there's a lot of white people that get killed by police brutality too. And uh, I personally uh, have had four out of six bad experiences with cops. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree that uh, that everybody probably because the culture of police is just you know militarized and to everybody's the enemy it doesn't matter who you are you know you could be white or black it doesn't matter who you are right. uh, and then of course there's a small portion that's that's in the police force that's racist but most people uh, they fit, they don't understand about why there's so much attention on just black people when other people are being killed too 
and I heard uh, I heard a guy say you have to think about if uh, if you have you know uh, white people is a large part segment of the population the majority of people then you have a minority of the population and you find out that <clears throat> that minority not only has had a history of being abused by the majority but that uh, that minority hasn't really even got any uh, reparations, hasn't got any uh, any an apology, hasn't got any uh, any kind of restitution for what they've been through, and then to find out that the majority system that they're using to police people was not only created to harass and catch slaves, the police department was, but that has been doing so for the longest of time and that nobody has really brought attention to it. It's like, okay, now you have a double whammy because, yeah, you know, some white people uh, may be killed and that's a terrible thing and a horrible thing for anybody to lose their son, their daughter, their anybody, regardless. Um, but then when you talk about why we have been so vocal, why black people have been so vocal, like, well, look at what we've already been through. You know, look at... Uh, the slavery, look at the issue, look at the discrimination, look at the racism. There's still places in Texas like Vida that you, you can't go to, you know what I'm saying, without being harassed or possibly being killed. There's, there's you know, racism is still very much alive, and it's still, it's, it still seeps into organizations, corporations, etc. You know, so people, you know, you say, okay, well, hey, more black people kill black people. Okay, well, why would you help us kill us, though, you know? If we're already struggling and killing each other, why would you send the police in to do even more damage and kill, our, kill more of our brothers and sisters? You know, well, you should be helping us stop killing each other, not inciting more violence by harassing uh, the minority population. And so, you know, what people look at is if you look at the, the ratio of the majority of white and the minority of black and brown people, and then you look at how much they have been harassed is disproportional. White people have not been harassed nearly as much as black and brown people. And so that's the whole, you know, that's the whole fuss. That's the whole, that's the whole upset. Everybody has probably been harassed by the police, but we have been through too much already and we're tired of it. And so we gonna cause hell <laughs> until it stops. Yeah. You understand? Well, and I don't, and I don't mind if- I think it's a wonderful thing that you know y'all are speaking out about it. I'm right there with you, but I think part of what's happening uh, is, and what I see a lot of even the comedians do, and I see a lot of all the news. Everybody, everybody's making this as if it's not the cops or the government that's the enemy; that it's specifically white people. That's true. And that's that's, that's what true. that's what pisses me off about the whole Black Lives Matter thing is y'all aren't saying the cops are the enemy or that the aggressor is the enemy, regardless of skin color. They're just saying white people are the enemy. Yeah. So that's specifically, I'm a no no. Yeah, I me. agree with that. And there, there is a, there is a movement. Uh, I don't, I don't think that all of the, the movement, uh, just like the Black Lives Matter movement, there's the original movement, which I'm familiar with the lady who started, um, and she is not a, a terrorist or nothing like that. But there are people that have taken the Black Lives Matter name and have. Same thing with me too. Yeah, yeah, they have done other things with it. So I can uh, I can understand how uh, people have taken this and said, okay, well, all white people should suffer every time a white person sees a black person, they should bow down and kiss their feet. That's kind of the attitude that some people have taken. 
and I don't I don't agree with that. I think that's you know it's, it 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 yields to the argument of why the poor, why the servant, the slave should not be the king, because once once someone who's been oppressed and feel like they're oppressed become king, they dish out the same, if not worse, to the very same people and even their own people when they get in power. Uh, you know, it's radical stuff. So, which is why Obama kind of screwed up the country. Uh, I think uh, the reason uh, some of Obama's stuff uh, caused such a ripple in the economy is because there wasn't a, a sufficient amount of effort to counteract uh, the negative effects of what he was doing. You can't put in policy, you can't put in place a policy that, and you don't have a, a remedy for the negative side effects of what you're doing. So Obamacare was one of those things where the negative side effect of his care, which he wanted to bring a lot of people in and get them covered, which is a good thing, but that caused everybody else's prices to go up because there was more people on the system that couldn't pay the people that were on the system had to pay more in order to cover the same amount of, you know, issues and stuff in order to bring in more money. And that's a side effect that nobody, you know, everybody was just like, hey, you know, everybody should be willing to pay more for your brothers and sisters. But not everybody agreed with it. So there was no remedy in effect. And Obama talks about this today. He talks about there was not, there was some things missing in the plan that could have alleviated the issues that he now sees. Mm. But, you know, uh, those those kind of things happen, man. Uh, you know, you you have to any policy you put in place, you have to look for what's the fallout. You know, people talking about abolishing the Fed, people talking about you know, you know the ATF and uh, IRS and all that kind of stuff. But okay, think about this: if you abolish the IRS, remove the IRS, who's gonna collect taxes? That's a question. You mean you have to create a new agency to do it, or is put it in power of one person? Exactly. So in essence, you're doing the same thing that the IRS is doing. The IRS is designed to collect taxes on behalf of the government. So if you abolish it, you're gonna still have to create another agency to collect taxes. But would that not be productive in the sense of clearing out the corruption of the IRS and doing it better next time? Assuming that the people who are doing the, you know. IRS but the government was the one that selected and allowed and approved the people that did in the first place. Yeah. So if they, if they were the one responsible for allowing the IRS to flourish and instituting them and backing them and supporting them, what makes you think that if they create another one, it's going to be any different than the IRS? I agree. Exactly. But I'm just saying the options. It may not be a good option. I mean, well, that's what I'm talking about. You, 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 there has to be a all. There has to be some kind of alternate to cover that. And you certainly want to wouldn't want to do it assist in a way that puts one person in power because then that person can be bought out or compromised. Exactly, yeah, it's gonna be corrupt, and then you have a system like that with the uh, the Federal Reserve, which is another uh, you know outside organization that people talk about abolishing, but if you abolish it, you still gonna have to have an organization that creates and monitors money. So if they abolish the Fed, who they gonna create to create and make money? It has to well, be something. And, 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 but even to bring up the point you brought up a second ago, it's like a hydro, okay? So if you've been, okay, we know that corrupt people own the Federal Reserve. There's literally a private company 
not associated with our government. We know that. But if you, okay, so let's say you abolish the Fed. Well, whoever had that power to begin with is going to, is probably going to create an evil more, an even more evil system to replace it. Yeah, but if you did, if you put the government in charge, you think the government in charge of its own money is going to do any better when they've already, when we're already, you know, double digit trillions of dollars in debt? You think that them abolishing the Federal Reserve and then coming up with another system that they're going to be even more efficient this time? Exactly, I agree with you. I don't they, think they would. They, with this system, they've already screwed up. With the IRS, they screwed up. Harassing that, people. So then, is it better to have? A, a screwed up system with good roots or create a new system with bad roots? Ah, that's the question right there. Because yes. at least our corrupt system yeah. is rooted in Jesus-y things. Yeah, at least it's rooted in that, and that's the issue. People say they want to change it. If we change it, more than likely it's going to be infiltrated by oh, it, it, a lot of bad things, a lot of bad people, well, and they are starting to call special for interests. And they're starting to call for change. With the New World Order as being they're, of course, this is a perfect way for them to usher it in, but it's like people are yeah. calling for change of the entire system. People are calling for a system overhaul. Little yeah. do they know that the overhaul is literally the one world government. Exactly. Exactly. I, I, I agree with that. Run by yes. AI. So it's like, do we want to keep living in this shitty world, or do we want to make a shitty world become an absolute hellhole? I like that. I like that. That's a good point. Yeah. So it's like, as much as I have continued to speak out about the, the lack of freedom we have in America and how it's only going to get worse and all the other pr- shitty problems in this world, I would actually rather still have it to be this way or at least how it was before December 2019 or January 2019. I'd rather have it be this way or that way than to have it be the way that's gonna it's going to be if we do an overhaul of the government. Because it's not like it was... Because unlike a thousand years ago, we have internet now that binds everything. And unlike a thousand years ago... Well, even back then, there was people that were super, super, super rich. But those super, super rich people, there wasn't a lot of them, and all of them are in the highest positions of power in the world. So now, if you give them... Even they are bound by our own system, by the good system. So if you abolish the system and create a new system, who do you think is going to be the one to create it? The people in power. Who do you think is going to be the one who are going to have the money... Rockefellers, Rothschilds, these people with hundreds of trillions of dollars that could afford to build an entire earth, much you know, even more uh, modify our current one to their liking, but at least the Jesus-y Judeo-Christian system that, that we're rooted in, at least they to an extent have to abide by that. But if we say abolish the system, which yeah. technically I'm for abolishing the system, but but I know what's going to replace it. It has, yeah, exactly. It has to be replaced with something good. And, and as that, much as... There's, there's nothing that has a, a stronghold that's good enough to replace it. Only the past. Only, only the past, yeah. So, so we, we can't... In other words, if we delete any... So in other words, it's kind of a miracle the system hasn't changed in 60 years or however long. It's like, because any more major changes to the system is going to be bad, I guarantee you. Yeah. So it's better to... I mean, there's another way to look at Think it. Think about it. If you change any of these systems, you change the um, Federal Reserve, the IRS, any of these systems, think about the world economy system that has mm. to change. Because Think they, about all the other nations that have depend that depend on looking at mm. what the Federal Reserve and the IRS, all those kind of things, all those kind of institutions say. You know, just like the World Health Organization. Yeah. 
uh, all these organizations, the world depends on them. So if you abolish those, who are those organizations going to look to that's an established organization exactly. that they can depend on? So You so, have to re- go and reestablish all, you know, a new organization. And if our if government is already seen as having issues, why would they trust an organization that our government, you know what I'm saying, yeah. <laughs> recreates? It, it, like you say, it's, it's not, nothing that's, that replaces it is going to be good. It's going to be... So then there's also a principle of, um, do I keep the reasonably whatever system that I have that I don't like, or um, do we, should we just let the whole world burn, and then, because, you know, the cycle is, things get worse, but they get better, and then after everything burns, then you start anew. Well, There's actually a Greek word for that, palingenesia, well, <coughs> purging of the forests with, with fire. Yeah, well, here's the thing with that, though. You end up... You're trying to control... Control people's situations. You end up with uh, a situation like you have with... With with uh, Putin over there. Mm. You end up having a leader who is really not good. Uh, not good in terms of... Morale. Not good in terms of... Uh, again, the type of leadership. When somebody hears Putin, most people are not excited. You know, I'm thinking, I'm sure as a as a per as a, on a personal level, the dude is probably decent, generous guy. But when you talk about leadership, every time there's election, there's issues. There's always plagued with corruption. Same issues we have in our country. So there's no, you know, really no no knock or anything. But look at the type of people that come out of Russia. Like, now nah, he has spies and stuff all over the world killing people. Mm. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about Russia sending people out to kill other people? Think about this. Uh, you have uh, Khabib from the MMA, right? He he holding the title. He over there in that area, Dagestan over there, part of Russia. Uh, Kobe Covington starts talking a whole bunch of noise. So, by 17, his guys come down. To AT&T the gym and then they decide you know what why are you uh, talking about our boy huh? why are you talking about Khabib why are you talking about his family they sent people all the way down here to go while Kobe was in the gym in front of everybody and then next thing you know what happened Kobe is fired from his own gym his own team because of it so if they gangster enough to come out and uh, enforce and demand respect. And this dude is not even in the country. This dude is way over there. He on the other side. Yeah. But he had people that's over here. That's definitely overstepping bounds. That's that's taking away our own God-given right of free speech. So what kind of... Look at the look at, look at the style of leadership like that. You have Trump with his bombastic leadership, abrasive, everything he says and does, everybody hates. And then you have Putin... Uh, he's a little bit more smooth talking. He's not really as abrasive, but when you look at the type of stuff that comes out as despised killing people, you know, having people killed, have, having dissidents killed on American... A bit darker than Trump. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? So it's like, what? how is that good for his people's mental health to be known as a country of assassins and then to have a leader that if you talk bad about it, they come into your house. They come and knock on your door. Sounds they, like they come in to arrest you if you have any influence. That's the evil dictator. That's 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 like satanic tyranny. That's like 
It's yeah. something. Oh, because now the whole world is going to be afraid of him. No one's going to say anything bad, and that's a that that form of censorship also uh, is going to make people be secretive. Because if if I if I'm not if I'm talking on a phone with Lawrence, and they start tapping phone calls with keyword algorithms, you know, then I'm not going to talk about Russia or anything. I'm going to have it's so. The, but of course, then the people are going to start forming underground, whatever. Who knows? I don't know. But. Yeah, networks yeah, of information. They already had those algor- algorithms too. That's why they had those towers. Uh, and when they collect your 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 cell phone data and stuff, and you're making phone calls, you say certain words. Oh, I'm sure that they can I, trigger. I'm on yeah, probably. I know re- I'm on a list already. I've got. They, be. they record those and they can trigger in and they uh they they don't necessarily uh look them up or anything, but all of them right. are kind of categorized. I know. I, I imagine so, how it works. So if if something did come up, something happened, all they gotta do, mm-hmm. all they gotta do is request, hey, all the companies, can we get for information on all the neo, and which uh, I'm sure has happened already. <laughs> I'm sure that's already happened. I've... But if you if you're not, I mean, if you ain't a threat, then you ain't, you ain't got nothing to worry about. Exactly. That, well, yeah. Exactly. It, really, it doesn't exist if you're not a threat. But so I'm that's sure... what a lot of people don't understand about surveillance. Oh, you got a cell phone? They surveil me. They track everything. No, it doesn't mean yet. anything unless you're a threat to exactly. them. If you become a threat, then they start. Well, I was going to say is that I'm sure my name is in some database that you know. All our names are in some database. Exactly. So some we said, some we did, some website we went to where it was. So the moment it, you become it could have been an innocent way. It could have been just a, you know we looking at a government website, Alex Jones, something like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just to see what he said, they they could have flagged your information just for looking at. It. I mean, it, it's a million things they could flag your information for. So it's not like. That's so there's somewhere no, you can oh I'm I don't want to be tripped if I, you gonna trip it some kind of way if you you could Google flight to Cuba and that could that could trip something yeah because they look at well, who's going to Cuba you know what I'm saying so it's the like, algorithm I know it's, it's like it's, it's like I've done programming the only time you have to worry about it is if you doing something you got no business and then all eyes start getting on you and then you become a threat to the system somehow then that's an yeah. They start using that kind of stuff against you, but it's yeah. and that's why that's why I tell people I've even stopped putting tape on my thing because they already you know they they'll find you know it's one of those things where you have to assume the enemy knows where you are, who you are, and where you are at all times. So if it's one of those things where if the Lord is gonna if he's gonna put me out there, the Lord, I don't have to rely on the Lord's protection because it's no you know yeah don't be all Just so we talked about Trump. His style of leadership is not so good. Putin's style of leadership is equally not as good, even though it seems to be. The effects of it shows that his leadership is not, um, is not as as welcome as as the world might like, as as we might like, as he might like. And then again, I say our leadership and our government is equally as corrupt in different areas uh, as well. So it's not like his his system is worse than ours or anything because we've done equally probably this worse stuff as well yeah. we, you know so I agree but point out the style of leadership then you have Colin Kaepernick who's this innocent guy who's in my opinion is not really a good football player but he takes a stand he changes you know he takes on a movement and he changes the, the how people view football he, he made a ripple and changes how people view um, police brutality his type of style of leadership bringing um bringing awareness to an issue and doing so at the cost of uh, his job, his career, his position, still do, that's the type of leadership that we need. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I think if Trump 
and take a lesson from that and learn to listen to other people, he might have a chance. But if Putin could listen to other people, um, he, you know, he he might have a chance. But so, how do we be awesome, man? How do we how do we have leadership that good leadership that affects our followers in a good way? Well, I would say first, of course, it starts in your own community. You got to be. What are you as an individual doing anything particular about what you you know what you believe needs to be done? If not, do you have friends that you think would be uh, that should be doing it, or are they encourage them to um, you know it, you know be the be the change you want to see in the world? I'm I practice I've been started doing that a few months ago. I realized you know there was a lot of times where I'll preach things, but I didn't always practice them, and so it was like I started I started this new thing. It's like if I preach something, I need to practice it. Mm-hmm. Be the change you want to see in the world. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, their their doors can open up. Anything can happen. And on a mass scale, if everyone were to do that, I think our nation would change pretty drastically overnight. Awesome, awesome. Be the change you want to see in the world. Mm-hmm. You want to be awesome, be the change. Mm-hmm. Don't just talk about change. Don't just think about change, but be that change. Go out, vote, be active, learn some new things, be the change mm-hmm. that you want to see in the world. We have.